Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Hey, I'm Ray. And I'm Dean. And we're from Joy Breakfast. We hope you enjoy this Joy podcast. We're seeing a bit of a theme with our musical guests lately going through songwriting as deep, introspective, straight into self-love and the pursuit of connection. Well, our next guest has just released a brand new song titled Lonely Lover, which is just that, a vulnerable peek inside the soul of singer-songwriter Emma Yu. In all her music, Emma pairs her personal experiences with themes of self-identity, sex, relationships and mental health perfectly fused with genre bending indie pop rock and punk sound honestly as soon as we heard some of these songs we were like we have to get emma in and we're really excited that emma is joining us this morning on the show for a joy live lunch welcome thank you so much it's so nice to be here It is great to have you. You have a great speaking voice as well. So this Thanks, is girl. this is going to be fun. From times. speaking through to singing, we're already like great. Great, is sorted. <laughs> we're happy. Now your lyrics of your songs are very deeply personal, and they're mm. a real look into the real life experiences that you have. Mm. How do you feel about sharing these really intimate feelings and emotions and moments of your life with? listeners i got asked a question once and it was like it was amongst a group of songwriters and they were like have you ever written a song that is too personal to share with the world and everyone around the table generally nodded and i was like should i be writing more intimate songs because i like i don't really have too much issue with it to be quite honest is it just a a way you like to express yourself because some people can have a bit of a fear of vulnerability with Mm. their art form and then sharing that is a whole different thing but with you it's just an extra level of expression? A little bit, yeah. It's just I I don't know how to be anything other than quite myself and quite full on sometimes. And that just means, you know, being all in, sending it. You're authentic. That's what that. it is. It's so funny that you said someone once asked that because mm. literally my next question was, have you ever wanted to keep any of your songs close to your yeah. heart because of fear of vulnerability? Yeah, like, literally, there we go. Like, <laughs> it's, it's a thought because obviously the media kit that we're sent through about all of your songwriting experiences and stuff says how deep and personal it is. But then here you are and you're just like, yeah, it is, but I'm not afraid to share that. I love just how relaxed and casual you are. Yeah, in relation to that, (laughs) because for some other people it could be a very different experience. Yeah, for sure. We were talking off air before we started. You were saying you're 24 years old. I am indeed. And being able to express yourself in that way and share who you are through your art form, that's pretty amazing. A lot of people can't do it, so you should feel really proud. Thanks. That's so nice of you to say. (laughs) Well, your songwriting process started as a kid just scribbling kind of in a diary or whatever it was. At what point did you realise that you could turn all of those words and feelings into music? It was sort of a realisation that was handed to me a little bit. In high school, I dated this incredible girl who, like, writes songs like no one else I've ever seen And she's actually on the complete other end of the spectrum to me in terms of sharing her songs because she, I don't think she's really shown anyone her music, um, which is a damn shame, but I do respect it. (laughs) Um, And I was kind of in my bedroom writing 
this like angsty teen <laughs> poetry. Think like Tumblr circa 2016 oh, okay. vibes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You get what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> and I was dating this girl and she had already been writing music for many years at that point. Um, and she saw some of my, my, the stuff that I was writing cause I shared it with her and she was like, can I, can I turn this into a song? And then all of my stuff that I was writing just in my little sad notebooks, I would hand off to her. She would just improv, like she wouldn't even read it through. She'd just do it. It was incredible. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was insane. And I was like, this is so cool. I want to do it too. That's so, wow. So were you already a musician at that point? Could you play instruments? Or is that when you went, well, now I need something else to go with my writing? Well, I grew up playing piano, but like classical piano, because my parents made me do all those like AMEB exam things, which is super fun. (laughs) that's really what I wanted to be doing as a 12 year old (laughs) um so I had a bit of like piano I had I'd learned guitar because I realized that I hated piano (laughs) and I was start I was doing guitar lessons and I'd love Taylor Swift and like I could play and do all of that kind of stuff but I'd never really given it a go myself with my own words So, so when you're creating your do you follow that same process like write in a diary, figure out, you know, words and things, then play with chords and see what comes together. What's your process for creating your music and your sound? I have this little notes like page on my phone and it's probably, it's thousands of words long at this point and it's called my hook book. And whenever I come up with an idea and it's often when I'm driving or in the shower, which are like two mm-hmm. super conducive environments for being on your phone. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, I usually come up with these little like one or two liners. And when I get home, if it's stuck in my head or sometimes I'd like just scroll through and see what sticks, I try and put that little section to chords and to a melody and then it sort of just goes from there. Love. Well, you did just mention that Taylor Swift was one of your influences (laughs) growing up. So we are going to touch on whether or not you got to see Tay Tay last (laughs) week. And you're on Joe Breakfast with Rach and Dean. It is 17 minutes past eight. And this is Idolized by Dorian Electra. Joy. It's 20 minutes past eight and you're on Joy Breakfast with Rach and Dean and we are very excited because this morning we are joined in the studio by singer-songwriter Emma Yu. Hello. Hello. Now, we were just saying uh, Taylor Swift, big influence of yours growing up and she was in town recently. Did you make it to any of her shows? I did. (gasps) I was so excited about it. What was the experience like as someone who grew up uh, with her songwriting as such a heavy influence on you, like in your youth? Honestly, it was, it's very emotional going to a Taylor Swift concert. She writes songs that are very emotionally heavy and I love that. That's very cathartic for me. So seeing it live is just like, oh my God, I'm feeling all the emotions all the time, but in like such a good way. I think that's one of the reasons why everyone like gravitate towards Taylor Mm. Swift's music so much is because the lyrics have this heaviness to it, something people can relate to, Mm. but then the sound brings a completely different level. Yeah, I just love it. Is that something that's inspired you in the way you approach your music? Yeah, absolutely. She's very um, lyrically driven. A lot of her melodies depend on the words that she's saying and I'm quite lyrically driven as well. I think that definitely comes through from my Taylor Swift experience growing up. Yeah, rather than cutting out your lyrics to fit into the beat or whatever. So, okay, question around all of that. Now, how much like performances in terms of live performances have you done 
thus far in your career? Um, not the most. I usually end up performing to my dogs or like, oh, cute. yeah, you know, the pets, <laughs> the pets at home. Awesome audience. But I do have a show coming up, which is super exciting. That- yes, we, we will get yeah. to that. But my next question is around live performing with mm. these deep lyrics and stuff. Sometimes you see artists like Taylor Swift get choked up about oh, yeah. their own songs. How would you overcome <laughs> a situation like that? Look. It can be a bit of a time. Like, I've definitely gotten in my head a little bit with the emotions behind a song and been like, oh, my gosh, I'm on a stage right now. I can't cry. (laughs) But also it does give the performance a bit of authenticity, I think, to know that, like, as someone who is watching me perform, to see me react to what I'm seeing and clearly something I've gone through, I'd like to hope that that helps people be like, oh, this song is really real to her Mm. and helps them feel real, real to them. I think it speaks to the authenticity that Rachel was saying earlier as well, like that comes through with your sound and how you bring to it. But what is it like for you as a performer to kind of relive that space and that place and do it through music? Does it give it this interesting elevation for you? It's sort of, it can be very cathartic for sure. And also seeing people go through the emotional journey like in the audience sometimes that I went through. It's like, oh, hey, I went through that. I know what that feels like. But it can be nice to see that you're connecting with someone on an emotional level and helping them maybe like work some emotions through in sort of an environment where it's very creative and safe and you're almost giving them the words so they can just feel the feelings without having Mm -hmm. to like intellectualise it almost. Oh, my God, yes. I love it. Yes, and I feel like that's the artists that do the best in terms of having devoted fans that follow Mm. them their whole careers are the ones who have the lyrics that people connect to because they get attached to that artist because of their lyrics, not just because of the sound Mm. that they create. So you're on on a good trajectory. (laughs) I can feel it right now. (laughs) But what sort of experiences in your life do you think make the best ammunition for great songwriting? Look, I'm a sad girly. Anything that happens to me that is like intense emotionally and often in like the like the emotional sphere of like anger, depression, sadness, grief, all mm. of that, I'm like, oh, that's my that's the that gets me gold. going. Yeah. <laughs> that's gold for songwriting for me. Yeah, like breakups. Oh, yeah. Fighting I'm, with your besties. Yeah. Uh, luckily, my besties are great, so I never oh, fight God. with them. Could you imagine if suddenly, <laughs> oh, just, there's something I just want to talk to you about, and the guitar comes out. And, <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I, this is going to be a very one-sided conversation. <laughs> I've written a whole song, and you have to zip it. <laughs> I hate the way you look at me when I'm in the change room. <laughs> That's exactly my side. That. Yeah. That's beautiful. Well, of Thank all you. the songs you've written so far, mm. do you have one that's a favourite? I have ones that I know I would feel incredibly vulnerable sharing that I've like written quite recently and that I play often because I'm almost it's like again a cathartic Cathartic. thing and I'm still like processing the emotional stuff that I'm going through in regards to that song but as in terms of a favorite I have one that I'm actually in the studio with at the moment and I have not said that anyway yet so you're getting the scoop A studio outside of this studio. I'm so sorry. Controversy. All right. Well, I feel like this is the perfect time to say, Mm. can we hear a live lounge? You absolutely can hear a live lounge. All right. Coming up after some Starly, we are going to hear Emma Yu doing a live lounge of one of these deeply intimate personal (laughs) songs. Uh, 
Stay with us. We're so excited. Like Rachel and I said, the minute we heard Emma's songs, we can't wait for you you to all hear it. It's 25 minutes past eight. You're on Joy Breakfast with Rachel and Dean. Joy. It is 24 minutes to nine and you're on Joy Breakfast with Rach and Dean. We are in the studio with the amazing singer-songwriter Emma Yu and we're about to hear a live lounge for our Friday morning. Emma, what song are we about to hear? You're about to hear one of my unreleased songs. (gasps) Um, Yeah, I wrote it about this time last year, maybe like nine months ago. Um, and I was pretty pissed off at the time. Great. <laughs> Cannot wait. Take yeah, it away. Thank you so much. This is called Just For Kicks. You said you felt it, saw it. My love, you don't know the half of it. Only showed you just an ember. Held back my full-on forest fire. Just my sparks were
That was awesome. And an unheard song before. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Love that. That was a fabulous Joy Live Lounge by Emma Yu here on Joy Brecky. I get the whole lyrics thing. I get it. I get it. I get it. (laughs) Coming up, we are going to find out exactly what it is about Lonely Lover that is so lonely. You're on Joy Breakfast (laughs) with Rach and Dean. Joy. It's quarter to nine. You're on Joy Brecky with Rach and Dean and we just had the most amazing live lounge here in the studio. Now, Emma, you said that that was the first time that you've performed that song without like a five-piece yeah. band beside you. Yeah. How was that for you? It was honestly a bit strange. I was like, where do I, I don't know what to look at right now. I want to look at my bandmates that they're not here with me. Oh, wow. Yeah, that must be tough. Yeah. I love that you were like, yeah, I'm just going to give it a try. Never yeah. done an acoustic before. Let's do it live on the radio. Why not give Why it a not? Bell? How does it feel, though, trusting mm. your songs to go into the hands of five other people mm. around you as well? Or four other people? Are you the fifth? I'm the fifth. You're the fifth. <laughs> so yeah. four other people around you. Like, you know, that's that. it's like giving them your baby to look a after. Bit, but I love them. I think they're great. Um it feels honestly it's not that much of an issue because I love them and they're great musicians and um all of them I connect with and we're all friends and like I spend time with them outside of music and that's really special. We did so. actually get a message from the live lounge that you performed before saying uh from thank you Emma that was beautiful Aww. with like 1 2 3 4 5 6 12 love hearts. <gasps> that's so which yeah. is really lovely. That's definitely come through from Andy because Andy <laughs> loves the love hearts. Loves an emoji. Now we need to talk about your new song. It's called Lonely Lover. It is. Th- that that sounds sad, um, being a lonely mm. lover, but what is the song really about? Well, it is it is a sad song. Like the origins, the, the law, if you will, is quite sad. But it was also a song about being tired of being sad and it's like, well, I feel this. I feel this loneliness. What am I going to do with it that's not just, like, cry in my room, (laughs) you know? Is it a loneliness of singledom or is it a loneliness of I'm in a relationship but I'm just not connecting? It's actually neither of the above. Oh, tell us more. Hot take. A new reveal. I know, hot take. Um, It's actually about... I went out for a night out. This was, like, in the... You know how we had those two, like, major... Areas of lockdown, areas, time yeah. periods of lockdowns. Yeah, the two big ones. Yeah, the two, in the middle where we sort of forgot that COVID was a thing. I went out with some friends and we were like, oh, my God, we can go out. It's so exciting. And I was designated driver, which I'd never been before. And I was like, this is actually a vibe. Um, and I went out and had a great time. I was with two friends. I got home. I, like, sang in the car on my way home. I dropped them all off. I was vibing. I got home and I realised I was like, I had such a great night, but I was also so sad. And I was like, why am I so sad? And I realised it was because of something that I'd been reflecting on for a while, which was that I'd moved countries twice when I was younger. Mm. I moved to Singapore when I was 10 and then moved back when I was 12. I had to think about that for a second. (laughs) When I was 12. And in the process, because I was so young, I lost a lot of the childhood friends that I had when I grew up. So age zero, I guess, to 10. Yeah. Um, And then I started over in Singapore, obviously with a lot of new people, um, built some really beautiful friendships in Singapore and then just yeeted back to Melbourne again. And then I lost all of the friendships that I had between the ages like 10 to 12 then I went back to my old primary school for six months because I had six months left of the year. Wow. Met, remade all the friends originally and then went to high school where I knew no one. Oh, <laughs> and no. I was like, I have no friends. And these friends, the people that I was without, oh, the people that I was on the night out with 
had been childhood friends and I could see how that came through in their interactions yeah. and they were so comfortable and so intimate with each other in such a like casual way and I was like where are my people like that <laughs> oh my gosh I have lived that I absolutely yeah. have and for me it was about when I was a bit older, moving mm. from Newcastle to Sydney, which is only two yeah. hours away, but having to like build this new this yeah. community, it wasn't until I came to Melbourne that I really found community again. But even when you say only two hours a day away, when you're younger, that two hours can feel like an eternity. And when we, Emma, when you're talking about the literal distance <laughs> of other countries, other countries, like you know, when we're younger, it's not like well, it's not like it is quite now where you can just FaceTime someone here or there or something like yeah. that or have an immediate connection with them. It is harder and trying to break into a group of people who have been friends yeah. since childhood is really mm. hard because you just, you will never have those years. Yeah. And oh. it sort of just points out where you don't, where you weren't. Well, that is that you weren't there. deep as. And we are <laughs> going to hear this beautiful song. This is the one that Dean and I listened to and went, Emma, you yeah, has you to, come to come on, on. our show. So we're going to hear it right after some Griffin and Rita Aura. This is The Last of Us. It is 11 minutes to nine. Joy. It's eight minutes to nine and you're on Joy Breakfast with Rach and Dee. We have Emma Yu in the studio with us this morning and we are so thrilled to be able to have a second Live Lounge performance. This one is her brand new song. It is titled Lonely Lover. Take it away. Thank you. This is the best drive home I've ever had. See an old girl down the highway. 1am on an empty road Hands out the window Feeling liberated You and your friends Gave me a really nice night I dropped one off Because he liked my ride I can really see what I've missed out on Having your lifelong kind of thought I guess I'll become my Save a saving grace, sweet flavor, holy saint, mother nature, the only lover, home base, born on a disguise, ocean and could give fire, lonely lover. Born on a disguise, ocean, and kick him. 
That was beautiful. That was absolutely lovely. Oh, that wow. was Emma Yu doing a live lounge here on Joy. We just got a message in from Ashley saying we're talking about the inspiration for that yeah. song and, and Ashley had a similar childhood moving every other year with yeah. with my parents being in the military oh. until I was 25 that I moved to Melbourne and realised I just, what I was missing out on with childhood friends. Yeah. Like that. And then Ashley said, this song has me crying in my car just oh. as I'm about to walk into work. Oh. Baby, it's okay. Sending big hugs, Ash. You have got this. Um, Emma, thank you so much. We're going to do you. an official shout out right oh, after this. You're thanks. on Joy Breakfast with Rach and Dean. It is Joy. It's two minutes to nine. You're on Joy Brickey with Rach and Dean and we have just had two amazing live lunches by Emma Yu. We got a beautiful message in again saying thank you folks for getting my weekend off to a beautiful start and Emma putting those beautiful tunes and sounds in my head to sing around the kitchen as I work. So your your songs are certainly becoming earworms for us and yes. hopefully we will hear more of you well into the future. You can hey. check out you by just heading to Instagram and looking up at Emma makes noise or you can go to the Joy Breakfast Instagram at Joy Breakfast because we're going to tag like crazy. Yeah. Yeah, make sure you head there, check out the upcoming gigs. There is going to be a is it an EP release or just single release? It's a single launch. Single Ooh, launch yeah. and all the new music that will eventually come out because you're going to be a star girl. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey. Thank you for topping off our Friday in the most amazing way. I'm so honoured to be here. Thank you so much for having me. It has been a delightful week on Joy Breakfast. We'll be back again Monday morning from 7am. <laughs> Join us then. Rach, enjoy seeing Pink this weekend. Have fun in Sydney competing with T-Swizz and Sophie Ellis Baxter. There is no I competing absolutely when it comes to think everyone will be at Frog's gig. <laughs> Cannot wait to hear all about it. But don't go anywhere. Ads is taking over the airwaves right after nine. We'll catch you on Monday. Hey, I'm Rach. And I'm Dean. And I hope you enjoyed this little snippet of the fun we bring to air as a part of Joy Breakfast during weekdays. Don't forget to tune in from 7 till 9am or like and subscribe to the Joy Podcast. And keep yourself out loud and proud. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy.